Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. Many of us are socialised into thinking that if something feels difficult, Rather than waste our time, we should hand it over to someone else who's naturally good at it as we're unlikely to ever improve in any meaningful way. This is how many women relate to music technology and why so many hand the recording and production process over to often male producers. True growth, the development of a deep and nuanced understanding of a field and our relationship to it comes from embracing the discomfort that comes with not entirely knowing what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. My name's Isabel and over the last decade, my self-produced and self-released music has amassed over 25 million Spotify streams. I also have a PhD in sonic arts, but I wasn't always this confident with music tech. In fact, I still hear those self-doubt gremlins in my head from time to time. I started this podcast to help more female-identifying musicians start recording and producing their music and learn from other women making music with technology. If that's your cup of tea, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to another episode of Girls Twiddling Knobs, the podcast that puts the she in she-verb. Okay, I admit, I couldn't think of anything witty to say there. Suggestions on postcards, please. But I am really excited to dive into today's episode because I have a feeling that if you're listening to this podcast, you need to hear this one. We're going to be exploring when to not hand the recording process over to the experts when it comes to your own music. And I'm saying experts throughout this whole episode in inverted commas, okay? Because we're also going to be unpicking the expert myth, why it might be keeping you playing a smaller game with your music, and also what your music might be missing out on if you keep buying into this myth too. We'll also be diving into some really interesting concepts about learning, skills and ability, and how this all relates to your music. I have to admit, I love learning new things, dear listener. I am not a happy Isabel if I'm not learning something, but I also have experience of growing up with dyslexia and how totally rubbish it feels when something just doesn't come naturally. 
It's easy to feel immediately defeated and like you should just give up and allow other more naturally academic, technical or gifted people to get on with the task in hand. However, as we'll be exploring in this episode, there are some compelling arguments for sticking with it in certain situations and in specific parts of our life. In fact, I'm going to share with you a crucial question you can ask yourself in order to understand if recording and production skills are worth the time and energy investment for you as an individual artist right now. After listening to this episode, you'll walk away having total clarity over whether the process of recording your music is something you definitely shouldn't be handing over to the experts. So without further ado, let's get into this. So experts are great, aren't they? If we want something to be done the very best it can be done, we call in the experts, right? You know, people who have multiple qualifications in a specific narrow field, people who have decades of experience under their belt, people who have dedicated their whole life, every fibre of their being, to a particular discipline. That's who we need if we want to create something of high quality. This is often the belief when it comes to recording and producing music. Many people hire an expert in the form of an engineer and or producer in a paid-for studio to truly help their music shine in a professional-sounding recording. And there's nothing wrong with this, per se. There's lots of very, very good reasons a musician might do this. Perhaps they have absolutely no problem with handing over the creative process of recording and producing their music and are happy to hand over their little song babies to someone else's recording vision. Perhaps they're taking on a particularly complex project like recording a whole orchestra or even just a drum kit and know they would benefit from outsourcing this part of the recording process. Sometimes it's also just that in order to fulfil their role as, say, a producer, they need an extra expert pair of hands, engineering a record and a designated studio space unavailable in their home. These are all great reasons to work with a recording and production expert. But where it gets a little dangerous is when we believe we need to be an expert to allow ourselves to do something that we know deep down we really want to do like truly taking ownership of the recording and production process of our first or next album, but not even allowing ourselves to get started for fear of not getting it right immediately. We convince ourselves we should leave it to the experts. So yes, experts with valuable expertise are really important and valuable. But if we don't even let ourselves start developing skills and tools we deep down wish we had then we're falling into what is known as the expert myth and we need to get out of it quickly because otherwise we'll be censoring not just our own development as humans but the music we're able to create and this is something I see time and time again with my students. So let's drill down a little bit into the expert myth. In David Berkus's book, The Expert Myth, he defines this phenomenon as the belief that a correlation exists between the depth of a person's knowledge and the quality of the work that person can produce. It's a logical presumption, Berkus argues, considering the obvious value in training and education. However, research into the lives of creative people shows that in certain circumstances, experts can actually be detrimental to creative ability and output. 
In fact, sometimes Berkus argues the best insights come from those outside a particular field and the best inventions develop from teams built from these outsiders. It's actually something we're pretty familiar with when it comes to our own personal process of decision making. Sometimes we need to ask the opinion of someone who is totally separate from an issue or problem, such as an argument with a spouse or family member or a change of direction in our career in order to gain perspective and see a pathway forward. Without this outsider perspective, we might get totally lost in the minutiae of our own lives or blinded to new ideas by our past experiences. Even though we are arguably the best expert on ourselves, many of us still seek outside counsel in this way. And in reality, the best work, especially creative work, is created by attending to the needs of a specific project rather than relying on a narrow focus of expertise. Like I said before, sometimes it's absolutely legitimate and extremely valuable to enlist the services of a specialist expert, such as an engineer when you're producing an album. When it becomes dangerous is when we believe we must enlist an expert, even if we know we'd love to have these skills ourselves, but are just too scared to start this process. I'll also add it could be that you're not so bothered about mastering a set of skills yourself, but you know that if you don't, you'll be unable to do the things you really want to do as a musician, like release an album. In that scenario, it's just as important to drop the expert myth and give yourself permission to imperfectly get started and make things happen yourself. So tell me, have you ever thought about recording your music yourself? Or maybe you've even begun to get some ideas together inside of your door, only to have this really common thought. Someone else, a professional, an expert would do this better, quicker and easier. So why am I even trying? Are you nodding your head? Am I reading your mind, dear listener? Okay, well, how about this thought process then? If someone else could do this quicker, easier and better than me, what's the point of even trying? I may as well accept I'll never be able to do this. Now, I totally understand where this comes from. I see it so often in my students but this sense of defeat misses a couple of really important, fundamental truths about creativity and making music with technology. So firstly, even experts started somewhere, sometime. The expert myth has us believe that some of us are just born gifted in certain areas, but this is only somewhat true. In reality, most of the people we would consider geniuses, Mozart or Einstein, for example, These people dedicated time to practising and worked through countless failures along the way. Carol Dweck's research into learning mindsets is illuminating with regards to notions of experts and amateurs or success and failure and lead to her identifying what she terms as growth mindset. Dweck argues that much of the time in education, we are encouraged to merely prove that we're clever rather than actually keep learning and growing. True growth, the development of a deep and nuanced understanding of a field and our relationship to it, Dweck argues, comes from embracing the discomfort that comes with not entirely knowing what we're doing. Many of us are socialised into thinking that if something feels difficult, rather than waste our time, we should hand it over to someone else who's naturally good at it as we're unlikely to ever improve in any meaningful way. 
This is how many women relate to music technology and why so many hand the recording and production process over to often male producers. On the other hand, people with a growth mindset believe that their abilities aren't rigid, they can change and be improved. This in turn leads to those individuals not giving up when something feels difficult or confusing. And for those people, just because they aren't an expert in recording their music right now doesn't mean it's not worth investing time in those skills, as they can and will improve. A great way to look at this is that these growth mindset people have embraced the word yet. Because instead of telling themselves they're not good with music technology, they will always add a yet to the end of that sentence. Just that one word is so powerful. So if you've been feeling defeated by music technology before you've even really begun, repeat after me. I don't feel confident with music technology yet. See how different that feels. The second concept that's key in all of this is something I tell my students regularly, and it's this. The studio is an instrument and no one else can play it like you. I'm going to say that again. The studio is an instrument and no one else can play it like you. Let me put it this way. If you had the choice of two guitarists, who would you rather listen to all evening? The guitarist who is incredibly technically proficient and expertly performs countless classic guitar solos perfectly, or the guitarist who is less technically proficient but plays with true heart and originality. I know it doesn't have to be such a binary choice, but the point still stands. Many people would actually prefer to listen to the latter guitarist because because it will almost always be more meaningful and captivating. The same stands in music recording and production. Your recordings don't need to be perfect. With just a fundamental understanding of recording yourself, you can create music that has something special and unique to you as an artist and this will always be infinitely more interesting to listen to. You may indeed create recordings 100 times more compelling with your unconventional evolving ideas and skills than someone else who is considered an expert. If you know deep down you want to express yourself not just through how you write music, but also how you put the actual recordings of your music together, you absolutely must start to believe that you are likely the best person to do just that. And if you're not so bothered by the recording and production process, but you know deep down having these skills will still open up numerous doors for making and sharing your music, this applies to you too, dear listener. So promise me this. Next time you sit down to start recording your music, or even just if you're weighing up whether to invest the time into learning new recording and production skills, please ask yourself this one question. Is there something you know, feel or desire inside of you that means you could be the best person to record and produce your music? The answer will be yes if you feel curious about the sonic signature you could craft for yourself. Or if you know it's the only way you'll finally share your music with the world. Or if you urgently desire more freedom and creative control as a woman in music. All of these point to dropping the expert myth and trusting yourself to develop recording skills and record your music, dear listener. If the answer is a firm no and none of the above speaks to you, by all means, hand over the process to one of the experts. 
But if there's something niggling inside of you, something you know will always be there, making you wonder what you might have been able to achieve yourself, how you might express yourself in infinitely more amazing ways as an artist through recording and production, please don't give up on yourself before you've even started. Listen to that voice inside that's telling you to embrace the discomfort. Stick with the uncertainty, because sooner or later you'll emerge out the other side a whole new, more empowered musician. So lastly, I just want to flag up an essential step I think every musician should take whatever stage they're at in their career, but especially at the beginning when they're starting to learn about recording and production, and it is this. Find a mentor. This is someone you can learn from, observe and generally find motivation and encouragement from. This is something I've always done my whole way through my career and it's been so important because without a mentor, you can feel utterly lost and alone, especially as a woman. If you're an avid listener to the podcast, you'll already have met one of my mentors, one of my PhD supervisors, Gassia Uzunian, who is now Associate Professor at Oxford and appears on episode 8 and episode 24 of the podcast. She has been such a supportive, encouraging force in my career and has also given me some tough love when I've needed it too. And I truly wouldn't be making this podcast today without her. But your mentors don't have to be people you even know in your day-to-day life or see in person. They can be women who you just know you can learn from, are passionate about helping other women, and are just a few steps ahead of you on their own journey. When you find that person, listen to them, learn from them, show up with them, because your future self will thank you for it, my friend. This will always give you agency and new skills, not keep you stuck in the same place, relying on other people when you could be playing a bigger game with your music. Well, I loved exploring this topic with you, dear listener. It's so useful to unpack when outsourcing certain stages of the recording process to experts is totally legitimate and when it's a way of keeping yourself small. Remember the expert myth and growth mentality too. And if you want to find out more about these two concepts, do check out the links in the show notes. Remember to ask yourself that crucial question to figuring out where you're at with all of this. Is there something you know, feel or desire inside of you that means you could be the best person to record and produce your music? Listen to that quiet voice that speaks up because it knows what it's talking about. Is the studio an instrument you're just too scared to pick up and play? Could you actually be preventing your future self from making recordings you absolutely fall in love with? Or do you have no desire whatsoever to record and produce your music? And if that's the case, by all means, go and call the experts. Only you can know what will truly feel right for you and like you're approaching your music with integrity. Finding a mentor you trust who's just a few steps ahead is so helpful. It's so powerful to learn from and with other women about recording and production. And if you're listening to this episode as it goes out live and you're now all fired up to get cleaner, crisper and more professional sounding home recordings, you need to get your ass in my free five-day challenge, Clean Up Your Recordings, You Dirty Girl. 
It's taking place from September the 17th to the 21st. It's just for female identifying musicians. And I'll be going live inside the special pop-up challenge community each day with actionable tips and advice you can put into practice right now yourself. I've run this challenge before and every time I am blown away by the vibe inside that pop-up community. To find out more and lock in your place, head to femalediymusician.com forward slash challenge. I promise you, you won't have learned about music tech like this before. That's femalediymusician.com forward slash challenge. I cannot wait to see you inside. Now, if you loved this week's episode, boy, do I have a treat for you on the podcast next week, because I'll be joined by Asha McCarthy, a musician who struggled to record herself due to a crippling case of perfectionism, which led to her waiting years to record her music. But I'm so glad to say that after learning to record herself, Asha has now released a stunning new album, Epitaph, that she recorded, produced and mixed all by herself. Inside Epitaph, Asha documents her experience of PTSD following birth trauma and what emerged is a sublime collection of shimmering recordings. But she needed to get out of her own way and stop telling herself she should leave it to the experts. If you're looking for solid proof that everything we cover today isn't just a load of old rubbish, next week's episode with Asha is it. But till then, take care and I'll catch you here soon. Girls Twiddling Knobs is hosted and produced by me, Isabel Anderson, with production support from Francesca O'Connor and is a female DIY musician production. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, And you know someone else who would love it too. Be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls twiddling knobs love.